This is my story. Hello and welcome back to the Six Feet Above podcast. This episode is a little different. I have not done one of these in a very long time. It's called a solo cast, which means it's just me in a mic at 9.30 on a Thursday night um, talking to anyone that will listen. And I share a lot about my life on Instagram. I share a lot, um, obviously, social media, public. And lately, I have felt so good about my business, about where I am mentally and physically. And I've just felt incredible, like amazing. And people are seeing that and they're they're feeling it and I'm being recognized. And um, lately I've been putting these kind of like inspirational things out. People are like, you, you're so motivating, you're so inspiring. Da, 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 da. And that has been the dream of my life to share, to share my journey, to share my story, to share the things that inspire me, to share the ways that I've made my life the way that it is because there was a long time, um, many, many years of my life that it was the complete opposite of where I am right now. And I think a lot of people are seeing that and I'm, it's going to make me emotional already. Holy cow. Um, I'm being recognized for some huge goals I've hit in my business as well. And I think it's also important that we hear the real story. And that's what I do, you know, in each episode is I interview somebody and they share their story, their struggle, their journey. Um, cause everyone's got a story, right? It's a matter of what you do with it. Like that's truly what matters. Everyone's got something. And I thought this was a really good time in my life, in my business to share about the last three years. I've talked a lot about, you know, the first 31, 32 years of my life and being diagnosed with depression and going through eating disorders and, um, bipolar and, you know, all these things and how I came out of it and how I changed everything. Um, for the most part, it's never going to go away though. Like the struggle is always there. There's always going to be something. It's just a matter of how you deal with it and how you learn about yourself and you know how, you handle things and you know what you need to do to stay healthy, whether that's physically or mentally or whatever. So I've shared so much of that journey of those first 31 years of my life. But the past three years, I think, have been the most pivotal in not only my mental health, but um, my financial state, my importance in, in the world, um, the things that fill up my soul and like how I feel I can give back to the world, which is a weird thing to say. Hopefully that is understandable. Um, and I, you know, everyone knows about the the goods and the, and the greatest things that have happened to me over the past year. And um, they see, you know, the highlight reel, right? And I wanted to just dive a little bit deeper um, on how I got to where I am at this point over the past three years. So let's recap. Um, 2019, right? We're all pre-COVID. Things are good. Um, businesses are booming for the most part. Like, you know, things are good. So at that point in the summer of 2019, so pretty much exactly three years ago, like exactly three years ago, um, I had a very big,
big role in a local um, boutique gym. So fitness has been part of my life uh, growing up as an athlete and then, you know, starting teaching and coaching and all the things. So I had this job three years ago and it was um, one of the greatest four and a half years of my life. So I was the head trainer, master instructor, um, creative director uh, at this boutique gym, and I had the most incredible opportunities. I opened several locations, um, two here in Atlanta, one in Nashville, one in Dallas. I got to see and meet some incredible people and work with them, and it was the first time in my life. At this point, I was, I think when I got that job, I was 30 I guess I was 34. Um, so yeah, about six years ago, six or seven years ago. So it was 2015. So yeah, I was 33. And we opened the studio when I was 34. And it was the first time in my career that I got a salary. That like in fitness, that does not happen. I got health insurance. Again, does not happen. Um, I had a consistent paycheck, right? So I had all these things that I'd never experienced before and this role and this opportunity to help this company grow, an opportunity to, you know, impact local fitness instructors in these different cities over those four and a half years. And it really was just such an incredible period of my life, but it ended very abruptly. And I'm not going to go into a lot of detail because it's, that's all in hindsight now, but, um, just kind of a long story short, I was let go. I was parted ways from this company. Um, there were reasons from both parties, and it was just kind of that time that, you know, you you ride a high and you're, you're part of something, and then it's just you realize, okay, this is over. That's one chapter of my life, and I'm moving on. Um, but when that happened... All of those things were gone. Um, my salary, my health benefits, um, and then obviously no more contribution to the 401k, right? So it was a very um, difficult year, I would say half of year. It happened in July of 2019. And those next six months were a make it or break it sort of situation looking back because I'll explain two ways I could have gone. I talk about old me and new me. Old me would have gone the victim, the poor me route, the, you know, climb in bed, don't deal with the world, the um, I'm angry at everybody. And then the new me has learned how to deal and handle and cope and address the old me. And I do things differently now. So when all of this happened, it was also this is crazy. Um, earlier that year, I had broken two fingers and had surgery on them um, and had a very, very, very bad surgery, a very bad response to the surgery, and still one of my fingers won't completely straighten. So it was a very physically painful time. And I think all of this was happening in my body, in my life, to just literally push me to my breaking point, losing this job, um, breaking these two fingers, going through some, you know, excruciating pain physically and mentally. I think that I had to literally hit that rock bottom point in my life. Um, in my life, at least, there have been several rock bottom points. And somehow, some way, I've always 
gotten myself out of them. Back in the day, I was in it for a very, very, very long time, but I never gave up. I never tapped out. I kept pushing through for some crazy reason, right? And so now when these things happen and I, I feel like I hit rock bottom and, um, you know, I, I just felt like a loss. Like I, I was grieving. I was grieving the people that I worked with, with, I was grieving, you know, the financial freedom. I, you know, I have a, a mortgage and a dog and a car and it's just me. I don't have a secondary income. I don't have the support of a significant other. I'm very lucky that I have my parents and God forbid I, you know, do need anything, but like what 37 year old is going to be like, Hey mom and dad, I lost my job. I need money. Right. So it was like all of those things happening at the same time that year was one of the biggest trials of my entire life. And I want to explain how I got from that moment to where I am right now, celebrating one of the biggest nights, the biggest months of my now business, which is mine. Um, I didn't create the products, but I sell and I share these products and I've built this business over the past year. So this episode, I just want to take some time to explain my path and Maybe you'll find it interesting or inspiring or whatever, but that year, 2019, the last six months, um, I think were that, that, that punch in the gut that literally the worst possible feelings about yourself, the worst possible anger towards somebody else or something else, right? We have all of those feelings and it takes a while to process and um, I think it's very important that you actually do feel those feelings. You give yourself that grace, that compassion. That's something I've learned that I need to do for myself. But I put a time limit on it because in that moment when something like that happens, right, it's the, it's the biggest thing of your life. It's so big. It's so important. Life is never going to be the same. You know, that guy broke up with me. I lost that job or, you know, whatever it is in that moment, it is the worst possible thing that can happen to you. And it's important to feel that. But when I go through those moments, I remember the other moments where I felt this is the worst possible thing. This, I'm never going to get through this, right? And I look back at those and I'm like, well, okay, you made it through that. You can do this. It might be harder. It might take longer. It might whatever. Um, but in the grand scheme of things, I try to say, is this going to matter in a year? Is this going to matter in six months? Is this going to matter next week? And that helps me kind of... Um, shrink my problems, if you will, but never like push them aside or make them go away or pretend that they don't exist because I think that's actually very dangerous. And that's what builds and builds and builds in people that finally explode and, you know, do something to themselves, harm themselves, harm others, whatever, getting off topic. But, um, so I grieved, I was really mad. I was really angry. I was really frustrated with the world. And, uh, when I'm, angry with people, I, I just, I feel like I'm in the worst place in my life. Like I don't like that feeling. I don't like that 
feeling of um, somebody else taking space and, and, and hating somebody or something else or being that angry. So it was a super big challenge for me that year to um, feel that, feel that loss, feel that anger, feel that um, sadness, feel that like my worth is gone. Like that's what I had done for four and a half years. Like that's kind of what defined me in that moment was this role. Um, but I had to give myself a time limit and switch gears. And instead of that poor me, that, that anger, it's everybody else's fault. Like, how could this happen to me? It's like, all right, Meg, pick yourself up, dust yourself off and get the fuck back to work because this isn't going to help you. Feeling bad about yourself isn't going to help your future. And the longer you stay in that place, the further away the good place gets because the further away you're starting, right? You're, you're going to keep pushing it off. You're going to keep placing the blame. You're not going to take responsibility for your weight. You're not going to take responsibility for your relationship, right? You blame it on everybody else. Then it's never going to change. So whenever something happens to me now, after years and years and years of work, I look at it like that, right? And this was a big you know, a big event, a big traumatic experience. So it took a little bit longer. But in the next few months, some amazing things happened. Uh, I had a friend reach out to me from a place in West Palm Beach. Her name's Carrie Cavallo. She is the sweetest soul. She owns a mega former studio, which was the format I was teaching at this other job. And she said, you know, I think you need to just get away. I think you should come down to Florida and stay with us for the weekend and teach a few classes. And it's one of those moments that you realize why people are put in your path, right? Like she literally gave me a purpose and love for that weekend and obviously more, but you know what I mean? It's like what I needed in that moment, that friend provided me. Provided me. So shout out to Core Evolution. I went down, down there for a weekend. It was so much fun. Got on the mic again, got to teach and kind of it was that first moment that was in September. Um, and I'd lost a job in July. So it was a good two months. It was the first moment that I felt like, okay, I'm, I'm dusting myself off. All right. This is the start of the next thing. And I say this a lot on my, uh, Instagram and stuff, but like when nothing is certain, anything is possible. Like, think about that. When nothing is certain, when nothing is, is determined in your life, when, when tomorrow you have nothing on your schedule, anything can happen, right? It opens the door to literally anything. So I really tried to have that mindset and that mentality. And then a few um, weeks after I got back in September, I got a message from a girl that was in charge of training at SLT, which is um, the Megaformer studio, like they put the Megaformer, which is a, a, a machine they call it Pilates. It's not, it's called Legree. So the machine is called the Megaformer. The method is called Legree. And, um, this company in New York that put Legree on the map, like years and years and years ago, they had heard about me. They reached out and needed help with a format that I was familiar with, um, a combination of the Megaformer with a treadmill. So this combo component. So I freelanced for them. And that was such, again, uh, another one of those like 
God wink moments where like, you just need a little boost. You need a little, you need a little like encouragement that somebody believes in you. And I flew up to New York, um, spent a few days there and that was incredible and amazing. Um, so then I got back from that in the fall and this is probably like, I don't know, I think I finished that around, um, December, early December. And I started going to this gym, uh, functional, like it's like functional medicine, uh, functional movement on the West side. And I just started taking classes all over. I'm like, okay, I need to at least check out some new places if that's what I want to do. And that's where I want to work. So I was taking a bunch of different classes all over the city and found this place on the West side and really fell in love with it. I fell in love with their mission. They were combining, you know, functional medicine with functional movement, which is really teaching someone how to move their body properly and then apply it to that, the workout of the day. Right. So hold on. I need a sip. Wow. I forgot what it was like to record a solo cast when it's just you and you don't get any breaks, you know? So I was going there and I, gosh, I forgot how it happened. If I think the owner like DM'd me cause I, you know, I tagged him and was like, shout out to this workout on the West side, da, 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 da. And yeah, the owner DM'd me and we just got chatting and turns out, um, at first we were talking about, you know, maybe just teaching there. And then she mentioned hiring a director of, of movement. And I'm like, oh, oh, I'm a hundred percent applying for this. Like this is, this is the next thing. Um, and I kind of had that same feeling with that previous job when I first went into interview with, um, the owner of my previous job. Like I walked out of that meeting was like, I got that job. Like I knew it. And then when 2019 came along, I knew it like, like I got that job. So I went home for Christmas in 2019. I get back in 2020, January 6th, I think is when I started this director of movement job. And it was part-time, but it was a very good part-time salary job. Um, no benefits, but you know, it was a startup. So I was like, okay, I can at least do this to get by. Um, and you know, I had also had something else in the works. <laughs> I used to teach at Flywheel when I first moved to Atlanta years and years and years ago. And they had reached out to me. They heard about the loss of my job that year. And they were like, why don't you come back to Flywheel? So that was also in the works. But again, part-time, that was not salaried. You know, um, you're getting paid per class. It was, it was definitely something to help. And then when I got the director of movement position on the West side, I was like, perfect. I can combine these two jobs and at least, you know, get by, try to figure out like what to do and, you know, maybe take a waitressing job or whatever. Um, kind of just figured this would be good for a month or two and I'd probably run out of money and need to figure out something, you know, further along. So I said, at least I'm going back to 2020 with these two jobs, right? So we all know what happened in 2020. Um, I started teaching at Flywheel and that was in January. And then my role, the salaried position over on the West side started that in January. So I was like, okay, let's, let's kick off this year. It's going to be a great year. 2019 was not so great. It's going to be a great year. Right? So two months later, March 16th, at least in Atlanta, that's when every single fitness studio closed its doors for COVID. Um, 
And I was like, are you kidding me? <laughs> um, okay, what, what do I do next? What do we do now? And I was very fortunate to keep the salaried uh, part-time position on the West Side for the remainder of the year. Like, so grateful that I at least had that. Um, and then Flywheel, uh, if you don't know Flywheel, it's a spin studio. Um, they shut down. They completely shut down, went bankrupt, and never opened their doors again. So I taught there for two months and never again. So I lost that job. And I think, you know, just like everybody else in the world, I learned how to pivot. I was, <laughs> this is crazy. I was doing the part-time job on the West side. Nobody was coming in to take classes. I was doing uh, virtual classes every single day. I went in to the job, to the location. I recorded an hour long step-by-step play-by-play workout so that our members could keep working out. I also had one-on-ones with members that wanted to talk about coaching, about um, literally we were talking about stuff that they had lying around their house that they could use. I'm like, okay, take a backpack, stuff it full of books, um, use that, wear that for squats, go find, you know, your heaviest water bottle, go, go buy like gallon water bottles, go, um, get the biggest laundry detergent bottle that you can find just coming up with creative ways, right. To keep these members going while our physical doors were shut. So that was such a blessing, but again, it was half of a salary. So, um, I was like, all right, what are we going to do? The week after I think everything shut down, I started doing Zoom classes for 30 minutes a day, and it was a $5 buy-in. So I would post on Instagram. I would tell people, okay, we're going to do a workout Tuesday, Thursday, 8.30 in the morning, um, Monday, Wednesday, whatever, at night, Saturday mornings, right? So I had this schedule, and I would literally stand. I'm, watch, I'm like literally looking at my, um, my dining or my living room right now. I would be in my living room. I'd have my computer set up on the table. I'd have music playing on a Bluetooth speaker over in my kitchen. So it wasn't too loud and too close to the speaker. And mind you, I don't know, I probably have like a a 14 by 16 foot living room in a condo on the second floor. And I'm teaching these 30 minute uh, strength and cardio classes. I would have different upper body days, core days, whatever. So I'm hopping around, I'm lifting weights and God, my poor neighbors downstairs must've thought I was insane, but I did this. I think I did this for like two months. So if people wanted the zoom code for the workout, they would Venmo me five bucks and that's how I would know to send them the code. So I started making a little business doing that, right? Like (laughs) it's kind of insane when you think about it. Um, some people ask me if I would do that again because they would love to jump in on them. I don't know. I think I'd have to charge more than $5, but I figured it out. I pivoted. I, you know, was like, you can either feel bad about everything going on right now, or you can do something to have that connection with people, even if it's on, you know, camera and give them an opportunity to get away from their work from home desks and move their bodies and maybe inspire them for 30 minutes a day, right? But it was exhausting. So between doing that and then doing the hour-long live workouts at the part-time job I had, um, it was just a lot. And, you know, I'm used to that. But it's like you got to do what you got to do. So at the same time the Zoom classes were happening, um, I think 
it was pretty much right away. I had a few f- very close uh, friends that reached out and said, hey, if you're comfortable, like, why don't you just come over here and we'll work out. Um, one of my friends, Josh, actually was like one of the first people to be like, you should just, you know, offer that. We can have a class at my house and work out outside. And I was like, really? Like, so <laughs> I was like, all right, let's try that. So I would do some personal sessions over there with him and just one other friend or two. And then on Saturday mornings, sorry, Saturday mornings, I started um, like a sweaty Saturday club. So it was like an hour workout and, you know, people are getting a little bit more comfortable and not so freaked out being locked in all the time and like needing that connection. So we would do these outdoor workouts in his driveway, down his street, around his block every Saturday morning. And again, it was like word of mouth. If you want to show up, it's a $20, I forget, $15, $20, you know, um, class fee and they would Venmo me and I would put this group. I mean, we got up to groups of like 15, 16 people. It was just so much fun and everyone was outside and like, thank God we live in Georgia because this was in April. I think we started these at the end of March, early April, which I mean, it's hot anyways, but um, at least we had good weather. We were able to be outside. You know, I think a, a lot of the country didn't have that capacity. I'm from upstate New York and I know my parents didn't really have that. So was grateful for that and started, you know, having these, um, like we would just hang out afterwards and be outside and no one was freaked out about being inside because none of the studios were open yet. So this became a thing and it grew. And again, it just made me feel like, um, I would, I had a purpose again, right? Like I was helping other people and giving them a space to be social and move their body. And I think for me, that's, that's one of the reasons, um, for moving my body is for my mental health. Like, yes, I do it for the physical benefits, but to be honest, when I'm feeling at my worst, I take a look at my physical fitness levels and it's usually slacking. So for me, that part of it, that part of, um, you know, being around other people in a class setting, like that just hypes me up mentally, whether I'm teaching it or taking it. So I did those, had the part-time job on the West side and flywheel was done, right? They were never going to open their doors again. And then I had a few personal training clients and I was like, wow, okay. I think, I think I can, I think I can get by. And I try not to stress about what's going to come next, about the next job. And I've always just trusted something is going to come for you. Something is going to come for you. You have to take action, but you're going to figure it out. You're going to find a way to make money because when I was in my late teens, early 20s, all throughout my 20s, that was my mentality. Um, That's what I did moving from Syracuse to Boston to Atlanta. I'll sh- I'm, I need to share a lot more of details about what I did in those years. But um, I always just trusted, like my mom, I remember my mom when I moved from Boston to LA and then LA to Atlanta, she's like, well, you're going to move with no job? Like, well, you only know one person. And for me, anxiety has never been my issue. It's it's more like the depression, the sadness, the that sort of side. I've never been like anxious or nervous. Like I've always just kind of trusted, I'll figure it out. I'll get a job, I'll wait tables, whatever. And every place I've ever moved, I've never had a job set up, lined up. I've never had like a secure anything and just kind of figured it out. 
Um, I feel like that's my life though. And that's what I've chosen. I have not chosen the traditional path. So I'm well aware that that is my choice. And when these things happen, um, it might be a little bit harder to just figure it out and keep moving from thing to thing to thing. So we get to, you know, the end of 2020 and I feel like I'm in a good place with my personal training business. At that point, studios had opened back up. So we weren't doing the sweaty Saturdays heart at all, hardly at all by the end of 2020. Um, but I did have personal training clients, which was great. And then the part-time job. So I go in December of 2020 for what I thought was my year end review. <laughs> and instead of a review, it was a discussion to tell me that they could not support my salary. That obviously it had been a very difficult year. Um, fitness studios all over the country were struggling. I was well aware of that. We opened back up and it was never what it was, you know, in January, February when I first started before everything happened. So I was very lucky to keep that job all year, to be perfectly honest. And she, she was just like, you've done nothing wrong. I just, we physically can't keep this position, right? So I had saved my two weeks vacation um, that year for Christmas. And I went into the meeting thinking, you know, wrapping up the year, I got my two weeks paid vacation. I'll come back in January, new year, fresh start, whatever. Well, I think it was December 13th and I walked in and she told me that and I, I really had to hold it together um, because it was like, a year and a half after the other job I'd lost. And it was just like, holy fuck, what am I going to do now? Like, I don't, you, you know, you walk out of that situation. You're just like, I don't even know. I can't deal with it. I'm so angry. I, I'm so mad at the world and blah, 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 blah. And like, but I can't feel too bad about myself because everyone else is going through something too. And like, it could be a lot worse. And then you get, you know, mad at yourself for feeling bad about something because so many other people have it so much worse in their lives. And it's like, again, you can't compare, you can't compare traumas or tragedies and you can't compare all the good stuff. So I just said, okay, I'm going to take my two weeks. I'm going to go home and I'm just going to enjoy Christmas and I'm just going to figure it out when I get back in January. And thankfully I had, you know, a handful, two handfuls of personal training clients. Not enough to pay the bills, not enough to pay the mortgage, not enough to pay everything, right? So I was grateful for that, but also poor me, pissed off. What the fuck am I going to do now? I thought I had it figured it out. I thought I was on a path and here we are again in 2021. <laughs> um, but Christmas was good. Like I went home, I really enjoyed, I didn't stress out, um, I didn't have that same feeling of like, oh, I'll just, I'll just, you know, something will come. Like I actually was kind of nervous that Christmas because I didn't have that feeling. I didn't have that faith that something was coming. I was actually dreading going back home in January, but you know, everything comes to an end and the holidays are over. And I always, <laughs> I don't know about you guys, but I just always get the, the post holiday blues. Um, 
going home and being with my parents, it's so much fun and it's just so special. And then you get back and you have that sort of like blah, right? That dark cloud. And for me, I have to get right back into work. I, whenever I come back from a vacation, like I might need, you know, an afternoon, but I want to get back back to work the next day. I want purpose. I want my brain to be occupied. I want to feel like I'm contributing to the world. I want to do something. Um, so that feeling, that that blah feeling goes away quickly. Well, January 2021, it did not go away very quickly at all because it just, I don't know. I don't even know why. It just it didn't. It was there and I told my parents, I think I'm going to have to waitress again. I think I'm going to, I don't know what skills I have. I don't know what I can do. I, there are no places hiring full-time fitness people. Like that's not even an option. I don't even know if I want to go teach anything at this point. Like I felt like I was so burnt out. It's like, I just, I think I need like a totally different career or different path or God, do I need to go back to school? Like I'm, you know, 39 years old at this point in 2021. I'm sorry. 38 when I came back in 2021, turned 30, 39 in February of 2021. So I get back at 38 years old with no job, uh, personal training. Yes. A couple clients there, but no substantial anything, no significant other, no second income. What the frick am I going to do? Um, and I was kind of in panic mode. I fell into the old me. I very quickly became that version. I think I was mean. I think I was angry. I don't think I was a lot of fun to be around, but I just kept going. (laughs) Um, I was like, you'll figure it out. You'll find a waitressing job. You'll, you know, you're going to do something to pay the bills and it'll work out. I don't know if it's going to be fantastic. I have no idea, but something will come right? So I prayed, manifest. Um, I'm a big believer in, you know, the power of manifestation and the law of attraction, right? So I knew that me being so mad and angry and pissed off, I knew I wasn't going to attract good stuff. I wasn't going to, you know, get the the, the job or the position or um, something wasn't just going to fall in my lap because I was not in a good place. So I really, really, really did everything I possibly could, that everything that I had learned that makes me feel better. And I started getting on social media and talking more and more about these products that I had been using for like, I don't know, probably six or seven months. So during 2020, I bought this thing called the Lumi Spa because Everyone was home. I saw all these girls posting about it. And I was like, well, I'm not spending my money on going out or doing anything because no one's going anywhere. So I bought this thing called the Lumi Spa. It's like this facial cleansing device that also helps with tightening your skin, brightening your skin, whatever. But it like, you remember the old school Clarisonics that destroy your skin because it's a brush and it's going to break the capillaries on your skin. Like it causes like microscopic little like scratches. Um, And it like breeds bacteria. Like those were, I remember those growing up. So this is a handheld device, similar handheld, but it has medical grade silicone on the end of it that turns two different ways. So it's like dual oscillation. It turns two different ways with these little grooves in it. And it literally helps pull 
the dirt, the oil, you know, the makeup out of your pores. And it's like the best freaking feeling and cleanse that you've ever felt. Like once you use that, it's like an electric toothbrush. Like you're not going to go back to a regular toothbrush unless you forget your toothbrush on a trip. So once I was started to use that, like my skin felt softer, it felt tighter. I was like, wow, this thing's cool. Like I started posting about it because I'm like, oh, these girls are posting about it. I don't don't know what I'm doing, but let me just like post and talk. And I'm pretty comfortable in front of the camera. So that kind of came naturally for me in my bathroom, um, sharing the rest of my life, which I, you know, have, have done for several years leading up to this. So that was like, I don't know, end of January, February of 2021. And I was about to turn 39 and I had that poor me moment of, holy shit, you are 39 with no fucking job. What are you doing? (laughs) Um, You're on Instagram talking about this piece of equipment that you're rubbing all over your face, you know? And a friend of mine, uh, I'm going to call her out, Erin Beasley, I... I am so grateful for you. She DM'd me. She's like, why don't you share that thing that you're using? And I'm like, what? What do you mean share it? She's like, you can literally make money and help other people with their skin. Use And I was using all these other products from this company as well. So the company is called New Skin. Um, they are really known for their toothpaste way back in the day. And this Lumi Spa, this facial cleansing device, but there's 600 products. They sell a ton of products. And I didn't even know when I got it that it was a network marketing company. Like I just bought it. I don't know. This girl was selling it on Instagram. I had known her for several years. I'm like, yeah, I'm not spending my money on anything else. Right. But I wasn't consistent. I wasn't consistent until like the end of 2020 because I knew 39 was coming. And I was like, well, I have this Lumi Spa. I should probably just use it. Everyone's talking about it on Instagram. And you're about to be 39. So maybe you should start taking care of your skin, especially after 14 years of lifeguarding in the sun, seven of those years in California. So I did. I just started using it, talking about it, whatever. And when Erin reached out, she's like, you know, you really should just think about it. I'm like, oh my God, absolutely not. I am not an influencer. I am not, which I'm going to get back to that word. Um, I'm not an influencer. I'm not going to be one of those girls. I'm not going to like DM people and be like, hey girl, why don't you join my team? I'm like, no way. She's like, no, no, no. It's not like that. This company is so different. It's actually like breaking the mold of the traditional network marketing company. And she's like, and you can literally make money from your phone. I think it took her probably three or four times in sending me messages, replying to these stories that I was doing where I was finally like, okay, let's chat because I'm like, well, you're, you're looking for a job. Maybe, you know, you could make the money back that you're already spending on these products and you're going to get a discount. So I was like, okay, Erin, I'll have a conversation. And she filled me in and, and told me what it was about. And she's like, listen, you're, I'm on this team. It's the fastest growing team in North America. It's called begins with you. Um, we have amazing leaders and you know what? You, do, you can make it as big or as small as you want to. Plus you get like the, the maximum discount on products that you're already buying. I'm like, okay, well, I guess I could at least do it for that. And then, you know, maybe make another hundred dollars a month to pay for the products I was buying. Like, great. So I signed up and 
I didn't do anything for the first three weeks. I signed up. No, I signed up on February 10th. I looked back at my, my back office, we call it. I signed up on February 10th and I didn't like do the first compliance video and start sharing until February 22nd. My birthday is February 16th. Okay. And I'm giving you all these details because when you think when I share with you where I am now, you're going to be like, oh, wow, this is crazy that this is kind of what happened and, you know, was her path. At least I think it's kind of crazy. So I turned 39 on February 16th of 2021. And I literally just share a selfie like me in my living room, no makeup, I'm sorry, makeup, no filter. Like, I don't know how to do the face tunes and the apps and all that. I literally just post Um, I had makeup on and I'm like, I think I said, this is the first time I've always lied about my age. Mind you, uh, my friends had a birthday party for me at Storico on my 37th birthday. And I, the owner of Storico, he was on my episode last week, Pietro. I'm like, Pietro, I need you to make me like the, the menu, like the place setting for 35 people that says, happy birthday Megstagram, but it said happy 33rd Megstagram. I'm like, don't tell them I'm 37. And I literally put those out on people's plates for my 37th birthday. Anyways, back to the story. So I never really talked about age. Um, I think I've always been a little bit embarrassed of where I am and where, um, some, you know, like the old me, the sad thoughts think where I should be. And I, I judge myself for that. And I've kind of gotten over that over the past year. Like, I just don't give a fuck. So I turned 39 and I post this selfie and everyone's like, Meg, you're 39. What are you doing? Like your face is, is like so clear. Your skin looks so good. Da, 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 da. And I was like, oh yeah, I, don't, I literally started taking care of my skin probably like four or five months ago and getting really consistent. And yeah, it looks great. Like I wish I had started a skincare routine when I was freaking 18. I can only imagine what I'd look like at 39, but I started when I was 38. So this is what you get. And it was me being like that open and honest and vulnerable that launched my business. I had so many people (laughs) reach out and be like, oh, I want this. I want that. I want to try. And I was like trying to learn all these things. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. What the hell is going on? So the first goal in this company is to hit a certain volume um, within a 30-day period. So I started sharing on February 22nd or 23rd. And I hit that first, uh, we call it LOI. I hit that first goal on the last of the month, which mind you, February is a short month. It was February 28th. So in what's that? Six, seven, six days, I hit LOI. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means. Whatever, whatever. March comes along. I actually lost it. You have to maintain it. And then the next month came along and I started to kind of get the groove. I started to get the hang of it. I literally, I was, you know, I didn't have an immediate um, like huge team leader. Like Erin was trying to guide me as much as she could. And she was so, you know, like so appreciative of me understanding that she was learning at the same time. And like, that's kind of how this works, blah, blah, blah. So I just started building and building my business and sat in on every single call. I learned every possible thing I could from every top leader, every top mentor, 
they didn't even, literally, they did not even know who I was. You know, it's, you sign up under someone, signs up under someone, signs, signs up under somebody, which is why it gets that, that stigma, the MLM stigma, um, just because that's the way that you joined the company, right? So anyways, I start growing, I start growing, and then it was like July or August, my business took off. I started teaching other people how to do it. I took everything that I had learned, bottled it up, gave it to them, coached them, and just built my business over the past, I would say really getting the hang of it like in July or August of last year. The, the next big thing that you hit is called exec, and I hit that in June. So I was like, okay, like started to see the difference in these levels, started to grow my business and see the, the financial changes and all this stuff. Um, but what really made me feel the best in my soul was teaching other people how to be successful, how to be confident, how to get on your Instagram story and share your life, and not just new skin, but share your life and be vulnerable and talk about your issues, talk about your wins, talk, talk about your ups and downs. And I really started to find my rhythm coaching other people. And it became not just about like how to do the business or, um, you know, about the products. It, it was becoming part of their life and coaching them as, you know, a, another, you know, female entrepreneur and an equal. And it became the best part of this business. And still I would argue is the best part of this business is my team. And at the end of mid-November, sorry, I qualified for my very first success trip, which it's an all expense, um, paid trip with a plus one and they were taking uh, everyone to Mexico. So I literally went to Mexico this past March um, and they do this twice a year. So again, it's, it's all based on, on volume and the growth of your business. And, you know, not everyone joins for that. Some people join just for the phone calls and the camaraderie and the team and, and being inspired. And like, that's amazing. I think the best part about this business and this company is it can be whatever you want it to be. Like there's no cap and there's no minimum. So that's also very, um, it's very, uh, what's the word intriguing. Like it's very, people hear that and they're like, Oh, like you don't have to be at the top of the company. Like you can do whatever you want. Right. If you're a good person and you're self-motivated and want to make a few extra bucks, um, and be on a team of incredible leaders, incredible business people, I leave every single call that our team has. And I'm like, Oh my God, I feel like I just got an MBA. Like I've learned so much about business. And I think as uh, women, we are a little bit more hesitant to build our own businesses because we hear that term and we think it's this huge grand thing that, you know, women don't do or that, you know, we should be doing something else. And it's not even close to that. It's, it's literally learning how to help other people and make money from being the middleman honestly, like that's how I would explain it to somebody, but it's become so much bigger. It's become, <laughs> I'm going to get emotional. I think it was, um, 
November of last year when I took a look at the past year and I was like, holy shit. I never got that waitressing job. I never had to go work somewhere else. This was becoming the job I prayed for that I was manifesting, but I had no clue what I was manifesting or attracting. I just knew that if I worked hard, that if I um, believed in myself, that if I put my head down and tried to help other people, that something would come into my life. And I guess I just assumed it would be in the fitness industry, but it's in the skincare industry, something that I didn't know anything about until I literally turned 38 years old. And I'm sitting here at 40 years old, having just earned my second success trip, having just been recognized last night as the MVP of our entire team for May of 2022, after just going to Mexico in April of a month and a half ago. And my team, the women on my team, Watching them succeed in May was the greatest, most fulfilling part of the last 40 years. And I, they announced me last night and I literally lost it. I'm like, thank God no one, my dog was like, well, are you okay? Um, thank God no one was in the room with me. I could just cry in my hands because it wasn't even about, it wasn't about the financial aspect of it. It wasn't even about, um, like the number on the screen. It wasn't about any of that. It was, it was a moment where I looked back and I was like, you were so down. You were so out in 2019. It happened again to you in 2020 and the beginning of 2021, you picked yourself up, you dusted yourself off, you changed your mindset and you took a chance and it was the best decision to date. And if I had said no to that opportunity, I wouldn't have been sitting on my couch last night with that feeling, that emotion, that joy, that confidence boost, that that moment where you're just like, holy crap, it's all been worth it really? And it's the most overwhelming, insane feeling that I think you can have. And like, to me, that's what success is. That feeling that you dug yourself out of a dark hole that you put in the work that, you know, it didn't happen overnight. It's been, I joined last February. It's been 13, 14, 12, 15 months, right? Um, and I just, I wanted people to hear what's happened the past three years because I think a lot of the team sees me right now. They see the success. They are inspired, which I'm so, I'm so humbled by that word, like inspiring people, motivating people, talking to people, um, trying to help them change their mindset, their mentality, taking responsibility for their lives and their mental health and their physical health. Like that is my true purpose in the world. And it was last night that I finally felt it. And it was so overwhelming and woke up today with so much gratitude. And I just 
wanted to get on this mic and be like, you see that, but let me tell you about the past three-year path it took to get here because that's important. Wow, that was a lot. I feel like I just went to eight weeks of therapy, (laughs) Um, which that's a whole nother solo cast. I'm not even going to touch that. But for the first time in 17 years, I went back to therapy a few months ago. And I'm going to share why. I'm going to talk all about it. I'm going to talk about the stigma I have on myself with it um, in another episode. So if you have any questions on that, reach out to me. about therapy in general, like I would love to get some questions and actually like have more topics to talk about because this one was just definitely a rant. Um, But being where I am right now, having the success that I'm having right now, um, it is the best feeling. It is, I I literally wake up every day and I'm like, what's going to happen today? What's going to happen today? What's going to happen today? I'm so excited. Whereas there have been years and years of my life where I I used to wake up wishing that like God had taken me the night before. Like that's how bad my life was at a certain point mentally. Um, So just a little bit about this business, you know, it's, it's kind of incredible the way that the world and social media is going. um, Everything works. We all, and this has been happening forever and ever and ever. Human beings, we work on recommendations, right? Like if you're, um, headed to a new city, you talk to somebody who's already been there and you're like, Hey, where do I go? Where do I eat? What do I do? Right? So it's the same thing as far as this business and affiliate, um, marketing, network marketing. We are affiliates. We, um, are literally just independent contractors. We love the products. We believe in them and we share them and we provide a link to a customer to purchase. And we are compensated for that that purchase and and volume and all these things that kind of go into it, but it gets a really, really bad rap because everybody here is the term pyramid scheme. Like it's the complete opposite of that. We have broken the mold of network marketing because traditionally a lot of these companies, uh, you are bonused on just getting people to sign up, sign up, sign up, sign up. You get those, you know, have you ever gotten those like random um, DMs from people that you haven't talked to in 20 years. And they're like, Hey, I think you'd be really good at this. Like you should join my team. It's because they're getting a bonus. If you sign up new skin does not do that. They're like, yeah, you can sign up anyone you want for free, but you don't benefit unless you teach them and coach them and take them under your wing and help them build a business, which is the most incredible, most rewarding part about this business, which is why I'm like, when I heard about that and I kind of got into it, I was like, I respect this so much. This is legit. We're publicly traded on NASDAQ. We've been around since 1986 and it's a $2.6 billion company. So all of that going into it and knowing that you can literally join for free, um, you know, you're not going to join unless like you're actually going to do something with it, right? There's no point. But People that are like, yeah, I just, I want to dabble in it. I want to be a part of your team. Like, I'd love to to make my money back off of buying the Lumi. Like, let me just do that. Great. I got you. I'll teach you how. Like, that's the coolest part of this business. Um, or if somebody's like, I want to quit my full-time job. I hate my life. Coach me how to do that. Okay, great. You're going to put in the work to do that. That's a totally different side of the business. But you can make it whatever you want, which is incredible. It's free to sign up. 
and there's no quotas. So, you know, there's some companies where you have to buy the $500 starter pack and you have to resell it or you have to sell a bunch of other shit to make your money back. This does not require that. There are no quotas. There are no starter kits to purchase. And in fact, all of us, pretty much all of us were customers first. We're spending our own money on it at full price. And we're like, at least for me, I believed in it so much that I was like, okay, now I'll join and I'll help share what I love with other people because why wouldn't I want to help them feel the way that I do about my skin and my face and now my body. We're getting into more like wellness and makeup stuff, which is amazing. So this company is like, I, I'm telling you, it's 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 the best blessing that has come into my life over the past year and a half because it's brought me um, so much more than just skincare. I, I say that to my team all the time. I'm like, this is so much more than skincare. This is building relationships for life. It is learning how to run a business for free. All of these resources that we have. I mean, we have access to the top one, three percent of the company, like at my fingertips. And it's such, it's just, it's, I don't know. I can't, I can't say enough about it. I know they get a bad rap. Um, but I think everyone that's in it will hand on heart say it's the best thing that they've done and does not even touch the traditional MLM, uh, cold calling, cold messaging, random people you haven't talked to in years, you know, business. So I just qualified for my second success trip. I'm going to Jamaica in September, which is incredible. It's again, just one of those moments where you're like, is this, is this real life? Pinch me. And, um, I, uh, I, I literally don't have words. I'm just so blessed and so honored. And I look at how far I've come and I'm like, holy shit, you did it. It took you 40 years to get here, right? Um, but if I have another 50, 60 years to live, like I want to make it the best 50, 60 years to live. If I've got another 10, I want to make it the best 10 years to live. I don't want to spend another year in that place that I was in 2019 and 2020 and, you know, years and years ago, I never want to be in that place. And I know it's not all going to be ups. I know there will be downs. Um, but at the foundation, I think I have found something that I'm good at, that I enjoy, that I can help other women change their lives and coach them how to be better and more confident in all these things. Like, I think that is the most sustainable part of this business for me. And this is a long-term thing. And that is, um, the biggest blessing. So if I had anything to say to you, I'd say it's never too late to do something new. Um, don't be afraid to take a risk. Don't be afraid to say yes. Um, the easiest way to stop momentum in your life is by saying no. So when an opportunity comes along, yeah, you may have your doubts about it, but if there's one little part of your brain that says, maybe, no, I don't, uh, uh, do it, do it, do it, do it, do it. Don't look back. You always hear about people on their deathbeds. They don't regret the things that they did. They regret the chances and opportunities they did not take, right? And life is too short. We make it such a big deal in that moment. It's such a big deal. It's the end of the world. Like it's not, 
we just make it that much harder. It doesn't have to be as hard as we make it. If you can just take a deep breath, let the feelings happen, but at some point move forward, figure out how to replace those feelings by doing something else. Because I never want to live another year feeling the way I felt a few of these moments in the past few years and most of my 20s and half of my teens. I never want to feel that way again. So I will do everything it takes to dig myself out of the hole so I don't stay there for long periods of time. And I always make this comparison, like the old me, it was bad years, 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 over a decade, over a decade. So it went from bad years to, okay, I'd have, it was like bad months and then I'd be okay and more bad months and then weeks and days. And now it's just, I'll have a bad day or two. I know how to get myself out. I've learned what I need to do. I've taken responsibility for my life and I am just so freaking excited to see what happens next. Oh my God. Anyways, I hope this was a tiny bit helpful or inspiring. I think I'm going to do more of these because I honestly um, selfishly feel so good getting all of that out. And if there's anything you want to hear me talk more about, or you've heard in any of my other episodes, um, shoot me a DM at megstagram11.com. No, not.com at megstagram11. I'm so tired. Or send me an email. You can email me at six feet above podcast at gmail.com. So that's six, the number six feet above podcast at gmail.com. I would love to do more of these, maybe make them a little bit shorter, a little bit more um, topic centered. So if there's something very specific you've heard me talk about, you want me to expand on, let me know. I'd be happy to do that and create more episodes like this. And at the end of the day, uh, I'll say this till I'm blue in the face. Your life is your responsibility. You cannot place blame on anyone else. You cannot play the victim. Whatever happened to you in your past does not have to reflect how your future has to go, right? If someone did you wrong, if something tragic happened to you in your past, that sucks. I am sorry for that. But you staying in that victim mentality or that hatred mentality or that angry mentality or that depressed state, you staying there is not going to help you feel any better tomorrow. So at the end of the day, you have to take responsibility for your life because you come into this world alone and you're going out alone. And it's what you do with the years that you have here that matters the most. Thank you guys for listening to my story. I love you. I appreciate you all that took the time um, to listen to me rant and I will see you next time.